Welcome to Lottery Dreams and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, and I also happen to be a lottery winner. Now, this podcast features interviews with people who have overcome the odds and how they are doing it. Now, without further ado, let's get to today's interview. So I'm here with Neil Trotter, who won 108 million pounds from Euro Millions in 2014. His story is really, really incredible for a number of reasons. I am so excited to welcome Neil to the program today. Neil, how are you doing? Yes, not too bad. So, so you won this, this substantial, massive jackpot, but how did this happen exactly? Well, I thought for quite a while, um, a couple of years really, I had a really strong feeling that I was going to win big. Um, I told everyone the amount I was going to win. Um, the amount was um, stuff I'd, I'd thought about in my head that I wanted to do, um, which was restore um, a place for wildlife and, um, you know, do stuff that didn't really, I didn't need myself, but something that I'd always wanted to do. Um, so that's why I've ended up with a 500-acre estate um, which we've restored over nine years. Um, we're in the process of doing all the grounds and that, but we've re restored all wildflower meadows and the woodlands and all the ponds on the property and the lake. And uh, we've restored um, the Grey Two Manor House as well. Um, and all the outbuildings and the, the farm and, you know, really, really like made a, an effort to make a... Uh, real impact on the wildlife as well, which has really, really boomed. That's incredible. And I definitely want to get to, you mentioned that you, or, or thought about winning and spoke about, I believe this, this amount before it happened. So what exactly happened with that? Um, well, it was in my dad's office, really. We were just having a chat as you do. Um, and he went around four or five people. They all had various amounts that they'd say they'd be happy that if they won that. One one girl was a million. One girl was like five million. She'd be happy. And someone said, you know, 10 million would be enough for them. And I said 110 million. And everyone looked at me and said, why do you want that amount? And I said, well, I've worked out that's, that's what I need to do everything that I want to do as well. My dad and I used to have chats all the time and I'd tell my dad that what I'd have and um, stuff I'd buy and, you know, and stuff I wanted to do. And he, he used to say to me, it's nice to dream, son. And I used to say to him, it's not a dream, dad. You just watch. It's going to happen. And obviously the, the big newspaper thing was that on the Friday, I told the girls that I was retiring and I wouldn't be in on the Monday because I was going to win the lottery tonight. Um <laughs> before the drawing yeah that was on the friday when i was at work uh i had a real epiphany driving to work that um you know it was just bright sunshine not a cloud in the sky and i was you know i'd had enough of my life just going through the motions and not really making a difference um and i was sort of like it's now or never and i literally drove across the traffic lights stopped at the uh, the shop i didn't know the amount at all when i bought the ticket and I literally, I, I bought my cigarettes um, and I just said flippantly, you know, I have um, five lines on the lottery, lucky dips tonight. I was just about to go to bed on that night when the draw had happened. Um, 
my partner said to me, oh, I'm going to bed. And it was about half ten. I said, so I'm just going to check my ticket. And I literally pulled the ticket out, checked it. It was the whole top line. So I didn't actually have to spend the whole amount. I only had to buy one line, <laughs> the whole top one, um, which obviously like, I didn't believe that I'd won. I had to check it like four or five times. I got my partner to check it as well. And she started screaming and running around the house. Then I had to phone my dad because I wanted someone other than us to check the ticket because I still didn't believe that we'd won the lot. So I took it to my dad. My dad, first of all, I phoned him, um, said, can I come up? And, it, you know, it was about 11 o'clock, so he was probably almost ready to go to bed. And he said, why do you want to come up? I said, I think I've won the lottery. I want you to check the ticket. And he actually said to me, like, have you been drinking? And I said, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm completely sober. I said, I just want to come up and you to check the ticket for me. So he went, all right, come up then. So I went in and my dad sort of put his glasses on, got the ticket, looked at it and went, yeah, I can't see anything wrong with that. And put it back on the side in the kitchen. Uh, I was, you know, my dad was a bit like anti-climax, really, <laughs> you know, but uh Obviously, I phoned the lottery straight away, but obviously they were closed. Um, and I panicked, panicked, where am I going to put this ticket all night? So my dad sort of said, well, we'll put it in the safe. And obviously, that was a pretty sleepless night, waiting to find out what was going to happen on the Saturday. Oh, wait, and, hope, okay. and hope the house didn't burn down. <laughs> did you Did you get any sleep? How did you... What, well, I, what did I, it feel I, like? I, I cracked a couple of beers and that sort of helped me get off to sleep <laughs> a little bit. But I was back up in the morning first thing, you know, and we, uh, I went around my dad's and I think we phoned Camelot about 10 o'clock and they literally come in the afternoon. They came to you? Yeah, they come to my dad's house. We all met mm -hmm. there. They bought a banker with them and everything and, um, or, you know, press secretaries and all sorts. Uh, and then they sort of said that, you know, we should be, uh, we shouldn't really stay in our house because people are going to find out, you know, that I'd, I'd won. So they whisked us off to, um, uh, away to the country to a uh, fancy hotel and put security with us and all that. What was the turnaround time between when you t redeemed the ticket and when it was announced? Uh, I think it was announced on the Monday. Yeah, I think it was a couple of days. Um, obviously, they all come over on Saturday and we had Sunday just, you know, we, on our own, really. Just went off shopping a few places and obviously got the, the pretty woman moment with my girlfriend who wanted a handbag. And the guy was like, I don't think you can afford that. So, and we had with cars as well. You know, I asked a guy for two Range Rovers and he just looked me up and down and said, sort of like well you yeah, can't yeah. afford it so <laughs> you know we've been around the mill a little bit but some people take you seriously when you're walking you know luckily for them yeah. anyway a lot of those people get promoted you know in life and the other mm -hmm. people go down the ladder so it's up yeah. to them how they treat customers really isn't it <laughs> yeah that's that's true when someone would look at you funny initially when you were going to, or not funny, but as if being skeptical of whether you could afford that and then you knew that you could, I mean, how, how did that feel? 
uh, it's just normal, really. Get used to it, don't you? But you know, it, it's it's the way people perceive people. You know, never judge a book by its cover, really, because like lots of people I know, uh, uh, hugely wealthy people, and they, uh, if you looked at them, you wouldn't even realise it. You know, because that's the way they like it. You know, you don't want to be all flash and you know be in the limelight all the time. Sort of thing. It's uh, is what it is. I, I don't dress no different than I used to. I'm a scruffy, you know, <laughs> ex-mechanic who loves playing with cars and stuff, you know. It's, it's, now I've just sort of grown a bit, you know, it's uh, boys' toys. So, um, you know, now all my toys have just got bigger. So I've got diggers and tractors and lawnmowers and, you know, uh, race cars and uh, all sorts of stuff, you know. Yeah crazy but i said i'd always have it you know and I've, I've got everything i said i would have and i've done everything i said i would do as well you know it is it is getting there you know there has been a lot of struggles you know uh through this but you know we've come out the other side and i think i think we've we're in the light now as it were you know it, it was a big adjustment you know people think oh you just win the money and it's it's easy it's not it's really hard work you know i've probably worked harder now than i did when i was at work you know uh, I, I often joke and say i'd like to go back to work for a rest because it is just relentless you know but i've made my life like that i've made my life busy anyone that knows me knows oh, i've never been bored in my life because I just fill my life with so much stuff. That's the way I've been brought up, you know. I just relentless work, doing stuff, getting stuff done. There's no such word as can't. You can do anything you want, you know. You just gotta grow a pair and, <laughs> and do it, you know. The only only person that's holding you back is yourself. What was the adjustment like when you retired instantaneously? I, I assume you retired instantaneously. Yeah, that that upset a lot of people. <laughs> that I, you know, because I had a, I had a good business. I uh, I had a lot of friends that were customers. I've painted cars for thousands of people. You know, a, a lot of people. And me, I just pulled the plug on it, and I'm not going back. You know, there was no way I was going back to painting cars for a living. <laughs> you know, I still enjoy it. I, I do miss the painting cars. Um, because you get a lot of, I get a lot of satisfaction seeing a car that I painted and it looks really good, you know. But, you know, and, and the banter and the customers and, you know, all of that, it just, it's gone. You know, I've still got customers that phone me now. You know, uh, I've had customers that phone me like three years later, didn't even know I've won the lottery. And they're like, oh, can you, can you repair my car? And I'm like, um, I don't really do that anymore. You know, and I sort of explained to them, you know, I've won the lottery and, I, and they're like, oh, my God, you know, brilliant. You know, I'm far too busy. Everyone just thinks I sit around and do nothing all day. But I'm flat out, you know, if it's not investments, it's emails and mm. banks, and, you know, and, and we're racing as well. Obviously, I've got a, a lad I've supported because my dream, one of my dreams was if I ever got the money and one that I'd help a, a hugely talented kid that I never got the chance. So 
I wanted to keep that to someone else. So, so you're sponsoring another, uh, a younger um, driver? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a driver, uh, Lewis Brown, in uh, TCR Europe. I've put him in a touring car, basically thrown him in the deep end. You know, he was my teammate for three years. I raced minis. Um, I love the kid. You know, it, me and him just clicked as soon as we got together. I've always been a bit of a, I don't take racing too seriously. I have a, have a bit of fun. And, you know, we clicked straight away. We spent three years together driving, developing cars, you know, him setting lap records, you know, winning. We nearly won the championship. Um, he was let down by the team. I felt bad, even though it wasn't my team. Nothing to do with me. But I felt that they let him down. So I ended up buying two, two cars, setting up my own touring car team. I was spannering the cars, repairing everything. And it was, it was a bit too much for me. Plus, we had other issues that went on. So I decided, I, I sent him to the UK, said, if you win, I said, you've got to win. You've got to set purple sectors, every single sector. I said, and you've got to set a new lap record, which he did. He did the whole lot. So I said to him, if you do that, I said, I'll give you a choice. You can stay in the UK or I'll pay for you to go to Europe. So he decided Europe was, you know, a much bigger platform for him. Um, it allowed me to go with him as well. Um, not that I'm driving, although that's becoming harder to watch. I hate watching racing. You know, I've always been in the car, so watching racing isn't, you know, something I like or enjoy at all. But I go with him to help him and just to support him, really. Um, but he's doing really well. Um, we're, we're climbing up the grid, so finished fourth at Spa last last um, month. So, you know, fighting with world touring car drivers, which are, are paid drivers. So he's only 24. He's He's driven the car like six times or something six meetings so you know we're, we're getting there i think next year it'll be a bit we'll be up the sharp end then plus i'm managing a 500 acre estate uh you know i've got guys with forestry tractors we're uh, restoring all the woods uh restoring ponds uh you know restoring all the fields back to how they were before people intensively farmed them um so we've got wildflower meadows we've got deer everywhere uh, all the wildlife's coming back uh, insects and butterflies and like it's incredible it really is um but i've got other guys that obviously mow the grass i've got pit i've i've improved the grass so much that it's become the best hay around we bought in stuff that we don't have to use pesticides or or, or um fertilizer we're doing it all like naturally you know hmm. And it's working. It's really working. It's like it is incredible. Where? Hmm. That that sounds that sounds amazing. Would you say that winning this jackpot has made you happier? Do you think that that how does money tie into happiness? Would you say? Uh, <coughs> I think the stress level goes like through the roof. You know, like. Uh, I went public because I didn't want anyone to think I'd got the money immorally or or my dad had given it to me or or, or anything. I, I, 
you know, I just bought a ticket like anyone else can do. You know, you can go and buy a ticket. You put your money down, you take your chances. As I say to people, it's don't hate the player, hate the game if you're not winning because, you know, it's not my fault. <laughs> I, I put the money down, same as anyone else does. But, you know, I won the money, you know, and I, I, I thought wrongly that people would want to be interested in what I did and see how I spent money and see how, you know, it, if they won the money, what what their dream would be, you know. And it, if you haven't got dreams, what's the point in living? You know, everyone's got to have a dream. Everyone's got to think if I won the lottery, this is what I'd do. I'd help these people and I'd do this and I'd set this up. And, you know, and it, it's not about yourself. It's about no, like, just trying to improve things for everyone. So when you did come out publicly, that that was a a choice. Uh, yeah, I, what what could I do? You know, I, I've won 108 million. I'm not going back to work next week and pretending I haven't won because I'm not very good at pretending, especially if I've won 108 million. You know, I was like on cloud, like I don't know where I was, but. You know, when I, when I went to the hotel, I drank all the beer in the hotel and I was stone cold sober. They had to go and get me some more beer because I drank all of it. Uh, you know, it, people don't understand that level of adrenaline. It was absolutely crazy. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery, Dreams, and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the episode. Once that happened and you did come out publicly what was the media attention like this lottery lottery fame because there's this because you do become sort of a quasi celebrity sort of instantaneously uh yeah if you can call it a celebrity um you know the press you know the press we we just thought they'd get bored of it but like Camelot said, we've never seen anything like this. They said, every other winner we've had is pales in comparison with the the Twitter went nuts. Uh, One of my friends had a website that I was on, that crash. You know, like, people were phoning me and just going, this is just crazy. I was, you know, my dad was getting phone calls from people in the Bahamas saying, your son's on the telly. And my dad's like, what? What, in the Bahamas, you know? You know, it just went crazy and they couldn't talk to me. That's the thing, because I'd done it, said, that's it. That's what I'm doing. And and I walked away and I just thought, I'll get it done, clear off somewhere, let it die down and then come back. But it just didn't die down. They just didn't want to stop. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't talk to them. So they started, you know, just dig up anything they could find on me, really. Mm. Hey, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm still here. I've still got my money. I'm still doing what I want to do. So you can do what you like. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And did they help you with a financial advisor, or uh, you know, they say from my experience and and some of the people I've met, 
They've, you know, really been an advocate for financial advisors and for, you know, of course, attorneys or a team of experts that the average person, if you win the lottery, you don't have this sort of knowledge. At least I didn't. And a lot of people I've met haven't. But do they in the United States, they they might recommend people, but they don't provide people. And we're sort of responsible for finding people. But every country, every place is different. What What is that like there? Uh, it's pretty much similar. I suppose it, 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 they they recommend people and they put people to that are on a panel uh trusted people really so solicitors and uh you know because the first thing they want you to do is do a will in case you die so like you know like that's the first thing you have to do spend like ages doing all that paperwork with solicitors and that you know you know can't i go out and enjoy myself and you're like no you've got to do all this crap we got that with the solicitors. Then obviously you get the financial people there on you straight away and they're like, you need to invest this money. And my dad's quite wealthy. You know, we grew up with nothing, but mm. my dad worked really hard, built, built, uh, you know, a, a multi-million pound business. Mm. Um, so I know a bit, my dad's, you know, quite clever. He, he's done quite a lot of investments, so but this was just like he was just like, you're on your own. That's far too much money. I can't. I don't, I don't even know where to start. You know, so we had to have someone professional to help us, um, which we split it all up. Which, like in hindsight, I should have just put the whole lot in one and just or at the same time. But I split it all up to try and like move stuff around on different dates and all that but now i have investments coming up like all the time now which like, i should have done it all in one and then they all would have come up at once but in hindsight it's a lovely thing but i've had nine years of that so like every like i don't know a couple of weeks or something another investment fires up you know and you got to deal with that and all the paperwork and fire it off again you know so it does make you busy and i'm not very good at paperwork you know mm. i'll do it I suffer a little bit from dyslexia, so I, I don't like paperwork. So, you know, doing all that and forms and like government forms for the farm and stuff like that, you know, I have to employ people to do that as well, you know, to help me. Mm. I do a bit of it myself, but, you know, and, and you learn as you go along, you know, we've, we've been here nine years now. So, you know, my investment guy, you know, He's been with us for nine years. He picks up the phone, just phones me sometimes, you know, for a chat or whatever, you know, and he comes over sometimes and has dinner and stuff. Um, and we've met a few people that have been, you know, friends now that, mm -hmm. you know, are quite high up people in stuff, solicitors and stuff like that. So, you know, you live and learn, really. Yeah, absolutely. And this, just to clarify for people that aren't familiar, this is, if you win um, Euro Millions, th that's tax-free. Is that right? Yeah, the tax has been paid when mm -hmm. when you bought the ticket, basically. So yeah, it's tax-free. And you get the whole amount as well. So you get the whole 107.9 million and 20p. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was 20p because I said to the bank manager, I said, make sure my 20p's in there. And they all laughed. So, you know, I was only joking, but it just lightened the mood a little bit. That's what I'm like, you know. Don't take life too seriously. You know, it's all about having a laugh and, and having fun, really. It seems a lot of the fun's gone out of life nowadays with all the tapping on the, the phones and stuff like that, you know. 
just recently I've got into like a childhood thing of mine was BMXs. I love BMXs when I was a kid. I thought they were like mm. all my mates going out for a ride and that we just I bought another one the other day. Like a really nice one, but my partner's stolen that and she rides it around now. Um, she'd never ridden a BMX and she got on it and uh, that's it, she's gone. So I've lost that one. So I've got to buy another one now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, yeah, you have you have to love the, the BMX. Well, what? it keeps you fit well, you know. We were just like, a friend of mine's got a, he started a, a really good friend of mine started a little club uh, down by the seafront. He's got loads of members, really, and, and famous people that come and ride with him, you know, and ride with all the right. And these people, you know, like uh, are superstars, you know, legends in the, in the BMX world. Uh, and they come and ride, you know, but probably half the, half the world don't know they're down there. Otherwise, there'd be thousands of people down there riding with them. But they just turn up and go for a ride and a fish and chips and stuff and sit on the seafront. You know, they're just like, like we said, they're just normal guys. People think you get maybe the people that are born with money, you know, mm. are different. Different, but the people that have made it and and worked for it or mm. or won it or or you know whatever they've got it, they're normally just generally nice people, you know, and they're just normal. You can just have a chat with them like your mates, you know. Well, they are, you know, they're just friends, you know. But it's a lot of people think you get this money and you're sitting up there in a, you know, in a tower and, you know, but you know, I'm just a normal guy. How did people react right after you won as far as people, people around you, friends, family, or, or strangers? Did people come out <coughs> of the woodwork? Were they supportive or how did, how did uh, people react? Uh, various things really you know a lot of people come out of the woodwork they always do you know i was getting phone calls saying when you're dropping my money around i was like what money and they were like you know you've got to give me some money i'm one of your friends and i was like really i was like do you remember when you like didn't help me when i really needed it and they were like yeah and i went we well, ain't getting no money are you you know so we we had a few of them i don't my partner's like, why don't, why don't you help no one? I said, well, I do. I, and she's realised now I do help people, but I only help people to help themselves. So, mm. you know, I've bought people little things to help them. They, they, you know, my friends still work. So I've bought them equipment and stuff that makes their life a little bit easier. And it, it, like that, I bought them it and they've gone, what's this? Why do I need this? And then they've used it and gone, oh, my God. You know, it's like transformed my life. You know, like I, I can make loads more money now, and uh, you know, I just try and help people make a bit more money for themselves. But that's only my friends that are really close to me. You know, as speaking to a guy yesterday, and he said that it's like that's the amount of friends, you know, that you can really trust. Uh, you know, I, I'm quite lucky. I've got some friends that you know would do anything for me. Would you say that money or winning a large lottery prize? Does it enhance your personality? Do you think it makes you a larger version of yourself or does it change uh, anything? Uh, yeah, you have to get larger because you have to manage mm -hmm. people, you know, like, uh, you know, I, 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 I employ people before um, and like I've got rid of them because like I made more money on my own, you know, but like uh, now I have to manage people. It's like something I don't really like doing. 
Uh, I have got some really good guys but with me now, but like nine years of wading through the the rubbish, um, mm. you know, it's taken a while to get people that I trust around me. Um, yeah, you do have to grow. It, it, it's just a part of it. But, you know, I'm no different from anyone else, really. You know, but people think I'm the gardener anyway. I always walk around in tacky stuff, so they, they don't think I own this. No one that thinks I own this place, they just think I'm the gardener or something, or the handyman. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Only the postman knows who I am, <laughs> and a few of the delivery drivers, you know, like I've known them for ages. Some of them, you know, quite good friends now. I don't want to take up too much more of your time today, but I'm really curious about this. about how you told people that you would win before it happened, how you believed that you would win before it happened. Can you expand upon that a little bit? Um, Well, I I watched um, something that, you know, my girlfriend's told me for years, she was like, you know, you need to go and see someone because, like, you can can do stuff and you can see stuff. Uh, I always thought it's like crap, you know, like, I was like, don't be stupid, but I've had it since I was a kid, really, when I look back, the the stuff I've, you know, done. And I, I watched a, a, a thing with you on The Professor about manifestation and stuff. That's exactly how I do it. You know, I didn't know about it. I, I honestly did, but everything he talks about in that interview, that's bang on me. You know, the whole way through is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Crazy. It's more, it's not wanting the money for yourself. It's what you want to do with the money. And, you know, I just, I did, you know, really, I've nearly killed myself, you know, doing it. I should have stayed at work and just like had a normal life. Still, we're racing. We still had horses, you know, we just worked hard and, you know, I had a nice house and it it, it was all right. And I'd done it all up. You know, I'd ripped the whole house apart and restored the whole house where I used to live. Um, so it was a nice house, you know, and we didn't re- didn't have any problems with it. So it was cheap and, you know, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, so was, was that with uh, Dr. Dean Radin or yeah. Dr. Dr. Joe Gallenberger? I've interviewed a couple. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember which one. Okay. I only watched it the other night. Um, okay. Professor Sunning uh, about okay. manifestation and stuff. Okay. Uh, he, he talked about a lot of stuff that really hit home with me. And my girlfriend was like, I've been telling you this for years, you know, like, yeah. uh, I did, we did a little, you know, I don't know how I do it. I really don't, but it happens a lot with me. I mean, it, it, like he said, you, you can, you can say someone's lucky and everyone goes to me, you're lucky. And I'm like, I don't think it's that, you know, I think you really make it happen yourself people say you make your own luck well i believe you do you know i what i i wanted that so much and i wanted i you know i, I put together everything that i was going to do and this is what i was going to do with it and i was going to make a wildlife and i you know and all the stuff it's basically what he talks about um because when i watched it it was like an epiphany moment you know like it's like Blimey, uh, you know, maybe I'm not mad, you know. But we went in the casino with Lewis. Lewis was a little bit my driver. He was a little bit like low, and he 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 said to me, uh, "This is the the kid you're sponsoring." Yeah, mm-hmm. in the racing, 
It just been to Powell, which Powell is a, a Formula One street circuit from like the 1930s. It's incredible. You know, you drive around the, the streets of, of France. But he, he said he said to he had a bit of a crack, you know, struggled a little bit. And he was going to struggle. It's a really hard track to learn. You know, and if you make a mistake, you pay for it because there's there's no runoff. There's nothing. There's just barriers. Hmm. So he was down on his luck after that he, he said when's my luck gonna change and i said when you start listening to me so when you start listening to me your luck will change we went to pre-practice i told him what to do and he sort of listened to me in the second practice session at spa he said i'm gonna do what neil did so it, or said he did it and it, he said bloody hell that was faster you know so already starting to listen to me we went to a casino that night and i was just chucking my I'd won a bit of money on a fruit machine the night before. Literally, Lewis gave me 10 euros and I made like 150 euros. And I was laughing at him, just tapping the machine. It was just like win, 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 win. And I laughed, cleared the machine out uh, and like left. And then the next night we went in, in the casino. Uh, he wanted to play roulette. Oh, I can't be bothered. So I was just throwing stuff on, you know. Like, I won a bit and then I'd, I just wanted to get rid of it and go home. So... Lewis was playing and I said, come on, Lewis, we've got to go because, like, you've got to be up in the morning. See if we could have a bit of fun tonight. But, like, you know, you've got to be up, you've got to drive. So he looked at me and grinned and he had the whole stack of chips that he got. And he went, I'm going to put the whole lot on whatever number you say. And I, I went, put it on lucky 14 because that's my lucky number. And, like, bung it all on there. So he put the whole stack on 14 and we turn around to walk out the door and we're literally walking out, turn around and it come in 14. So he was like, oh, I've got to sit down again. You know, so he sat down, the bloke's counting out 50 euro stacks of, of chips and uh, he forgot to take it off 14. He was so busy like, oh my God, it's coming. It come in again. So 14 come in again. So he had another win and then he put it on the 14, just touching the 15, that come in. And he put it on something and literally everything he put it on, it won. <laughs> All the security come out, you know, and I said to Lewis, we better go because like, they're, they're all coming out, you know, like the, the big bosses come out and everything. So we better like, they think we're cheating or something. So it's time to go. So we literally cleared out. I mean, he, he, he put 60 quid down, 60 euros, and he walked out of there with 1,340 euros. So, like, he was on cloud nine, you know, like, uh, next day he drove better, you know. He just needed a bit of a boost, you know. I, was that me? I don't know. You tell me. But every, every time I do it, it's like, you know, you can't explain it. You can't explain it away how I do it all the time. You know, like like the professor said in that, that interview, you know, you can go to a, 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 and have it examined and they say, well, once it'll be like one in a billion or something. But like doing it all the time is like they can't explain it. You know, it's not luck, is it? <laughs> or is it? You know, do you make your own luck? I don't know. You know, I, I wish I had the recipe because I'll tell you all, but, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is, really. But a lot of that stuff that he says in that in that thing is bang on. You know, that's how you do it. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. And we will put links to those 
to um, that interview in the description of this this interview for anyone that's interested. But do you, do you have any other examples that come to mind of things Not that really. you? Uh, okay. Just little okay. things, really, yeah. you know, like like crazy things. Like I walk out, I walked out here, walked down the drive, hmm. and a, a and a scratch card blew towards me, and I picked it up, and it it was a winner, you know. Like I've walked out the drive, it's in my drive, <laughs> and I've done it before, you know. Like uh, I had my daughter with me, and we got up, and we were just going out. Uh, I can't remember where we were going, but there was two pigeons, two magpies, two pheasants two rabbits and i was like what i hadn't even got to the end of the drive you know there's just like and i said to her what's going on today there's got to be something going on today like you know and she said oh it's the grand national and i went really yeah. i went we better go around the bookies then and she was like why is that i said well it's all number 22 is going to come in so we went around the bookies put some money on one thousand pound or 1500 quid i think it was what advice would you give to someone that wins over a hundred million tomorrow um well someone's just won 111 million don't they uh, take your time really i mean uh, the thing i say to people is don't don't rush in you know and, and camelot give this advice to people as well you know don't give your money away like flippantly straight away wait because pe people will surprise you you know some some people it's just weird money to people just think because you've won it they're entitled to it you know mm -hmm. and you know they can uh it doesn't really matter but you know i chose who i gave my money to and who i helped um i've helped a few people who it's gone wrong you know like they haven't seen the bigger picture you know they've just like seen the little bit of money and grabbed it and run mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. And I've had to let some of that go, you know, which is hard because you, you're like, you know, I was trying to make a massive thing, you know, a really big difference. You know, I really believe like you can make difference to things with quite, quite easily with just the right approach, you know. Uh, but unfortunately, some people just see the money and they're like, oh, yeah, nick that. And then they're gone. And then they're like, mm. are, you, are you not coming back then? You know, are you not, you, uh, you're not giving me any more money. And you're like, well, no, because you're like, you stuff me so like, yeah. <laughs> you know but they've stuffed themselves really because they could have had a lot more money but you know sometimes as my friend used to say sometimes giving someone a fiver or lending them a fiver and see if they give it back to you you can sort of tell out what they're like you know and then you don't mind lending them you know like 100 quid or something because you know you'll probably get it back yeah yeah, yeah. and, and do you think some, pe some okay. people just take the money <laughs> Uh, and, and you never see it again but luckily we got enough to uh you know you have to offset things really like just wipe that off and move on you know hopefully some more money will come back some other way you know investments or whatever i've done quite well in that sort of thing some of them have done really well you know so it uh, swings and roundabouts really you know i used to get really the ump about it but i just life's too short you know i've got to get on with what i've got to do you know like if that's not the direction i'm going in then you know i'm very much like if it's meant to be it's meant to be if that weren't meant to be that's not the route i was meant to go so like you know it, it, if that door shuts i'll just go and kick another one in and go another route you know uh, i think that's what you have to do in life when people kick you down just get up 
you know, like and stick your fingers up in people and go go and do something else, prove people wrong, you know, like if someone says you can't do something, there's only one person stopping you not doing it, you know, just get up and do it and show people what you can do, you know, like it doesn't have to cost money to do stuff, you know, you do loads of things, you know, even if it's just, just helping people, you know. Yeah, that's that's very very positive, and I completely I completely agree with you. I mean, obviously your your life has gone from it seems like it was turned on its head from from this lottery win. What do you think of the notion that anything is possible? Uh, it is possible. I mean, yeah, like my my life has turned upside down, you know. But I did it myself. You know, my girlfriend's like, you did this. You know, you told me we were going to win. You know, and I'll keep telling her now, like, like I'm going to turn it around. You know, I've got things, you know, like it's going, it's going to happen, you know. And now she's seeing what I've done and, you know, it just sort of all falls into place at the moment. So she's a bit happier now. Plus, you've got a new car too, goes, goes, so that's made her happy as well. So, you know, but I, 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 don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. What was the other question? The last bit of it? Oh, I just was curious. What do you think of the notion that anything is possible? It, yeah, it is. I mean, anything's possible. You know, as I said, you know, any anyone can get up tomorrow and make a difference in their life. You know, they can change stuff. If you're not happy with your life, change it. Do something different. You know, like get rid of the negative shit in your life and find something you want to do. Don't stay in the same rut. When I one way back in the day and, and and some other people I've met, not everyone, but a lot of people, they've sort of from the place that they were to the place that they instantaneously went with the nature of a lottery win, they've sort of felt like an outlier, not necessarily in a negative way, but my peers and friends and family were not in the same place. So was that, was that the case with, with you or? Yeah, I suppose so. No one's in the same place I am. You know, like, like my missus says, it must be a weird place you live. But like, you know, I'm on my own planet, really. But but it's but it's been my, mostly. Oh, go ahead. You know, my my dad's got quite a good life. He's just sold his business. You know, he's retired. I've told him, like, you know, he was doing it all to give to me. Really, he he sold that. Now I told him, just oh, I don't want it. You know. You know, just get rid of it, enjoy it. To it, he he sold his business. You know, so he had money anyway. He had so he's moved now. He lives a happy life. So you know, my dad's pretty like. What else can you do? You know, you go on holiday. You know, he has three or four holidays. He has more holidays than I do. I I never go on holiday except for the racing, and I don't class that as holiday. That's like work. So he's probably had a better life than me, to be honest. You know, like after the win because he's given up he don't have to worry about me no more you know my sister's quite she's quite ill uh, you know mm. so I, I bought her house and sorted her out so she's kept her old house and that gives her a bit of money so she's all right you know mm-hmm. but like you can't put people in a position where they've got you know you, you buy them a massive house and then they can't afford to to run it mm. you know that would almost be cruel to do that to someone so mm-hmm. you know she's got a lovely house and she's like happy as larry you know and my dad's sold his business he's happy he's going on holiday and all that you know it's taken a while to sort everything out obviously there's people that 
aren't happy with me winning. There's, like, I think most of the country, to be honest. But if it was them, they'd be happy. But, like, because I've won it, you know, what? I've got it. Haven't. What? <laughs> What, why do you think that they are not happy? Uh, well, I just things people have written. Uh, you know, we've we've had a bit of grief off people. You know that weren't happy, and you know it, it's it's the green-eyed monster thing, and it, you know, and the old thing that the old saying that oh, it's too much money for one person to win. I don't think it is. I think it's too much money that one person's won that people can't handle because it's all the people can't handle how much money you've got. It's not, it's, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy, you know. Who wouldn't be if you had, like, all of a sudden you woke up and you had 108 million in your bank account and you could do what you like? But, like, I'm not a holiday person. I don't just clear off on holiday and, like, mm. sit on the beach. I can't do that. It drives me mad. You know, mm. I went away on holiday with my missus because she begged me and I sat there all, all holiday and read, like, all the legal documents on the house. And the solicitors are like, no one's ever asked for all these documents before. Why do you want them? I said, because I want to read them. I'm buying like this big house. I want to know what I'm buying. They went, but no one asked for these. And I'm like, well, I want them. So like, send them to me. So I literally packed them in my case and took them on holiday. And I, I sat by the pool and read all that. I mean, like, I am bonkers, you know, like most people would switch off. I just can't switch off. I just like mm. on it all the time. You know, that's why I have to fill my life with loads of stuff. Because, yeah, I would get bored. You know, if you're not keeping yourself busy and you've not got something, you know, a dream that you've got to uh, pursue, then what's the point? You know, what's the point of winning the money? You know, like, you win the money to live your dream. So don't ever let someone stop you living your dream. Just crack on because it, it is the dream. You've got to do it, you know. That's why I went public because I was like, well, I'm doing this, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to live the dream because that's what everyone wants, you know, and everyone was saying, oh, it's all a fix, you know, no one ever wins it, who we know. And I thought, well, here we go. Then like, all of you lot can see me winning it because like, it isn't a fix, you know, it, it, anyone can win it. it. It's just like the luck of the numbers, really. And how lucky do you feel, really? And And it's been mostly positive for you it sounds like uh, no it's, it, there has been negative stuff but i don't really talk about the negative stuff because mm -hmm. like what's the point you know like you know we, we've had a few issues uh like people coming down here at night uh before when we first bought the place they said we were terrified we weren't my missus was like going to lock the gates so they couldn't get out but they got out unfortunately but yeah yeah the police were here in five minutes, I think. Oh, police were the first ones here. I was like, bloody hell. You know, helicopters. We, I think we had seven police cars and a helicopter and all sorts. I was like, oh, like yeah, thanks for coming. And they've gone. <laughs> you know, I think they went down the next drive anyway. But, yeah, it, it, we've had a bit of that. It, but everyone's got it around here. You know, it's not just us. No, uh, that's, that's, that's the negative side of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't I, you know, there there is like the stress and the dealing with people and, you know, builders and that. I mean, we've had loads of builders. I could have just bought a little house and moved in there, but I was like, I, I couldn't, I'd be driving myself nuts. You know, I just couldn't see I'd have to buy another business and go back to work or something. And I didn't want to do that. So I'd rather just do this project, you know, like, and it keeps me busy. And I love seeing it, you know, like, I love seeing what we've done. You know, the place was a tip. 
uh, it, it, you've got to have something to drive you, I think, in life, you know. And if you haven't, then get something, you know. You know, most most people say if they don't know anything about you, they don't talk to people. They just make stuff up. I mean, the rumours, mm. you know, as I said earlier, are like. You know, even in the village here where we live, it's like it's bonkers. I bought the pub down the road. I bought that pub. Of, you know, I'm doing that one up. And I, I haven't bought any pub. I don't want a pub. You know, but like, I bought the pub ten times. I think now every time it comes up to say, oh, I bought it. You know, so <laughs> you know, someone's put a big offer in for the pub. That was me. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, last thing I want to do is run the village pub. You know, but. We're off on other projects now. We've got other things in the pipeline that have cropped up. So, you know, helping people as well, you know. like, And it doesn't mean money. You know, people think, oh, he's helping people. He's going to give people loads of money. I'm not. Mm. You know, like, that's not me. I, I, You know, I've got some friends that are out, you know, like, mm. because they've helped me. And, and they've proved that they, they want it. You know, if you get up and prove that it, you really want to do something someone you'll get someone to help you but if you just sit on sit on the sofa all day and moan about it it's never going to happen is it you know so i've made someone get up and prove to me that he wanted it so i'm going to help him and get a little bit involved in that you know so that keeps me busy as well probably take on far too much but like hmm. thought, isn't it? really well it's it's really it's really incredible to hear how you are turning your dreams even today into into reality and helping other people turn their dreams into reality. One last question that I'm going to absolutely let you get going. Someone that is playing the lottery today, do you have any advice for them that they're hoping to win? Oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, hoping and like, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know what I, I don't think mine was hope you know like anyone can hope they can win stuff and that but I think mine was manifestation to be honest because I've done so much of it you know it, it just like I wanted it really bad you know I wanted to prove that I could you know mm. do something set for just you know painting cars every day you know I really wanted to make a place in the countryside that looks incredible so you know, he says about that manifestation that it's not for you. You're doing it for an, a bigger purpose. You know, a anyone that hopes they're going to win, you know, it's, got, it's just buying a ticket and then mm -hmm. random. You know, it, apparently it's random. You know, I, I've known a couple of people that have won a couple of times. You know, the lottery had a couple of big wins. You know, so it does happen. It does strike twice. You know, but. Um, I just think you take your chances, don't you? You know, don't spend too much on it. You know, don't buy loads of tickets if you can't afford it. If you can afford, you know, a couple of lines a week, that's fine and it's not going to kill anyone. Don't go daft on it, though, because, like, you know, you see people buying, like, their whole wages on scratch cards and everything, you know. Hmm. It's the luck of the draw, really. Yeah, you could, you could, you could have a lucky day, but you'll probably have 20 that aren't lucky. You know, I, I never played the lottery um, unless it was over 100 million, really. Hmm. But that day, I didn't really know how much it was. I just saw the lottery and I just went, oh, I'll just have like five lines. So, yeah, 
mm-hmm. buy your ticket and take your chances, isn't it? You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you the secret like to it all. I mean, like obviously that other guy, the professor, you can watch that and make your own mind up. You know, like I think it works. You know, and when he said about it, all, I was like, that's exactly how I did it. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted it so bad, but I don't, I don't really want it for myself because, like, I've nearly killed myself doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to prove, or I just wanted to do something, you know. I wanted to make a difference, whether I have or not. I have no clue, you know. People that come around here say it's absolutely incredible, this place. They're like, mm-hmm. I can't believe what you've done, you know. Uh, the postman calls it the best house in Kent, whether it is or not. I don't know, but it's quite nice to be told that by the postman he said oh, i talked to everyone all the postman and all that he said your house is definitely the best in and it, it you know it wasn't it was a tip so I, hmm. I quite i suppose i get the same satisfaction out of that as i did used to paint cars for people and they turn up and go oh my god my car's like incredible you know i get the same sort of satisfaction out of it as that you know but i think, I think if you're going to win like you know like I, I had it all planned, you know. I knew what I was going to do. I knew where the money was going, you know. And I did, honestly, like most of it. Obviously, like when you actually get it, it's like, you know, I have made all these plans, but how the bloody hell am I going to do all this? You know, but I wanted a, a, a place with a lake, obviously, and all that, and that cut the market down to like nothing. They, mm. they were like, you know, there isn't anything. And they showed me a couple, and I was like, "That's not a lake. That's a pond." You know, I don't want a pond. I don't mind having a pond as well, but mm-hmm. I want a lake. So that you know, the house was irrelevant. I just wanted the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have dreams uh, of what you want to do with the money as well, and plan it all out. I suppose. Um, yeah, and that's why people play it because, like, if if you didn't think you could win, you wouldn't really play it, would you? So everyone's got the same chance, really, whether you can manipulate them to make it, you know, more in your favour. I don't know. But, like, I think I did. So, like, Mm. you know, maybe someone else can, you know. And people do say that, you know, that they've seen premonitions and stuff like that. Mm. I've had some crazy stuff go on in my life, you know. It's bonkers. But, you know, as I said earlier, I've done it more than once. I've done it quite a lot. You know, and I can't keep, like, the more I look back, I think, well, that was probably one, and that was one, and that Mm. was one, you know. Mm -hmm. So you can't be that lucky in life, surely. I I don't know. You know, people used to call me lucky. That was my nickname because, you know, (laughs) just just because I was all the time, you know. And I knew, you know, the, the lottery thing is like, you know, knowing how much it was i mean i was i was like a little bit out not a lot you know uh, whether i needed 110 million but uh, you know like i've split it all up and i've done stuff and you know and it, uh, i probably did need that amount you know everyone like more and they you know you can change the world i suppose but you know there's only so much you can do with money and there's only so much one person could do really you know it, it, you can't feed the world, <laughs> you know, but you can make positive changes to people. Uh, you know, we, we've employed loads of people. So, you know, you imagine all those people that their families and, you know, all the money that's filtered through. And we've tried to use like local guys for farming and that. So they've all benefited around here. You know, I, 
it's just helping people. You know, it, it wasn't about the money for me. It never has been. You know, I used to paint people's cars for them, and like, like if, if you know, I didn't make fortunes out of it because I didn't really want to rip people off. I didn't want people to feel like I ripped them off. So, yeah, I just did what I did. You know, as long as I earned enough money for the week, I was happy. I didn't want to make millions out of it you know everyone said i should have got a massive place and made loads of money but it comes with loads of aggro instead i won the lottery and just got myself loads of aggro anyway but you know even like investing the money you imagine like you know a couple of millions probably all right but like when you've got uh, 108 million then you turn it there isn't enough banks in the world i think to like split it all up and you know make it all safe so you've got you know most of my investment has just been safe stuff anyway. I don't need any more money, really. You know, like I've got enough to do what I want to do, and projects will probably pop up from time to time. And I, there might be something that really fires me up that I want to get involved in. You know, we'll just have to see. Well, Neil, your story is very, very inspiring. It's very positive. What you are continuing to do in visualizing and pursuing your dreams and creating those into reality and, and helping other people is, is really wonderful. And I really, really appreciate your time today and for sharing your experience. So, so thank You're you welcome. very much. You're welcome. I hope I didn't waffle on too much. No, that was, that was wonderful. Is, is there anything that you want, anything else you wanted to say before we get going here today? No, I just wish everyone luck. Anyone that plays the lottery, really, you know, good luck. You know, is a dream, you know, and I wish you luck, you know, just just have big dreams, you know, because like people that dream big are people that change the world, really. So, you know, it could be anyone. They, they do say it could be you. It, it could be, you know. So, like, if you don't think you can win, don't play. Pretty simple. But good luck anyway. That's excellent advice. Well, thank you very much, Neil. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Dave. So that was my interview with Neil Trotter. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, comment with your thoughts on the YouTube page for this interview. I love checking out your comments. Make sure to check out the show notes for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Remember, anything and everything is possible. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your support.